Hey, welcome in. It's Unanchored Boston, the podcast. Hank Morse with Bob Lobel, Mike Lynch, and Butch Stearns. Lots to talk about. That's right. There he is. This is like... Who's the guy like, that joined the Brady, Brady Bunch? Bunch? Yeah, who's the guy who joined the Brady Bunch here? Who's that? <laughs> Lynchy <laughs> Legend is with us and looking good, pal. Hi, everybody. Great to be back. Great to be seen. Uh, I'm happy. I've been home about three weeks and... Um, Spent a hundred days in uh, in the hospital, one exactly one hundred days. Wow! And uh, I think they had enough of me by by the hundredth day, and they booted me out. But I was back there two days later doing outpatient. So um, thanks to all the people, all the well wishes. Uh, it works. Um, we're going day by day. We're getting better. We're going to beat this thing. And I'm sure that's all anybody wants to hear about me. So that's pretty much it in a, in a capsule. I have to say that um, before we started. We had a little technical issue. And so Lynchy was like, hey, I got to go downstairs and get on the computer downstairs. And I was impressed with how quick you were able to get downstairs <laughs> and get logged on to the computer. So you've made a lot of progress. Four six, Hank. He did a four six downstairs. <laughs> he ran a four six. <laughs> I mean, well, it, must feel, it must feel good just to do little things, right, Lynchy? Yeah, it's uh, there. Are, there are some things that you know you need an awful lot of help with, and there are some things that uh, that actually work. Uh, if I had a a book or something, I, I could put this more upright. But I'm on an iPad, so you're gonna have to look at me uh, with a little bit of a slant right here. It's the quietest Lobel has ever been, by the way, in his I life. Know. You haven't said a it's word. A strange one, not one word. I am just in awe. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're back. Oh, thanks. Not to Ditto. make light of it, I think Bob is looking, going, I'm glad I'm not Ime Adoka. I mean, <laughs> how do you start the conversation? Butchie, you were over at Celtics Media Day yesterday. Why don't you start the conversation? Well, I'll just sum up, uh, I think, what we all read, that the player, the players need <laughs> players need some answers. I'll just tell you that. Um, I find it hard to believe that every single one of them said, I know nothing. They played Char Sergeant Schultz. They got to know something, um, but they need some answers. I mean, clearly, you know, they were all asked, when did you hear about this? Jason Tatum said it. He heard it just like us on Twitter. And then they had a meeting the next day and the Celtics find themselves in a situation because they've hired a law firm. They're going by the book. Steve Bullpet wrote that by today, the crisis management book. So they find themselves to me, this is the biggest issue. I think starting a season not only the young coach who made a good first impression yesterday, but their biggest issue is that they got a team that wants some answers and I'm not sure how much they can tell them or what they're being advised to tell them, the players, because the players have big mouths and social media accounts all now. So I don't, the question I would have for you guys is I don't, we don't know the answers. It's all speculation, but clearly there's much, much more, to this story because a guy does not get suspended for a year, borderline fired for having an in-office affair. There's definitely more to come. And that's what makes this a Hollywood story, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm, this is one story. I'm glad I didn't have to cover. <laughs> and you, I knew you'd be right there with me, uh, Mike, on that, because the bottom line in this is it's just sad. It's a sad story. Mm -hmm. I don't think it, you know what? As far as basketball goes, as far as the Celtics go as a team, I don't think this is going to be uh, have such a, an impact on their future as, as people think. 
you got to remember the regular season is just that. It's just, and this team was nowhere until February last year. So, you know, you got a few months to get your act together and, 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 and improve and under the, under the new guy. So I, it's all about getting to the playoffs and making the playoffs and that's six months away. And by the, you know, you, you just gotta, I think, understand the way the whole season works, the regular season, and let's just get to the playoffs and then, and then see what happens. They're a good team. They're, there's no reason why this should affect the team. However, I'll just reiterate, it's a sad story on, on, on a lot of level. Ime Adoka, what a sad situation. He blew it. He blew everything. And uh, for what? Uh, it's just One of my big questions is a one-year suspension. That's a long time. Well, why not just Why not just fire him? Is there well, are there other uh, considerations, Flinchy? Have you thought about that? Like, why didn't they just say I'm sorry, but uh, you're done? Well, there's a lot of other considerations, Hank. Um, he may be before the season is out. He may be terminated by the Celtics, but at this particular juncture, he's negotiated half his salary. He will be paid, um, and they, the, the Celtics are on the hook for, for half of that, and they're just looking for a way where they can part ways with him without being sued. Um, yeah, you don't want to get a lawsuit. I mean, then right. everything comes out. Right. Um, but this thing has, you know, has TMZ written all over it. Um, they, they, they're going to come out with some – member of the team's friend, <clears throat> girlfriend's wife's sister's, you know, cousin third, but it's going to come up. And that, that, that's, that's the difficult part. These are young people. They talk, they, they run social media all the time. And this thing is going to come out. And the first thing that, the, that, that they did in damage control was to protect all the great uh, female employees that they have in their organization. Uh, and I think that was, that was the right move. I think right now they, they cannot tell the team. Uh, they cannot tell the team what is going on. If they have a team meeting and tell the team what's going on within one hour, somebody's going to, it's going to be all over every place, all over social media, all over every place. And they just can't do it. They're really, they're really in a. I find it hard to believe that the team doesn't know already. Yeah. The team, I mean, they have to know already. I don't think they know everything though, Bob. Well, I don't think they know what the, what the investigation Let's let, by all accounts, they've had a one or two month investigation into this. And no matter if there's players that know some things and they live as a family on the road and we know well, that. What do they need to know? Well, I, I don't know, but we, you know, we're agreeing that they need to be talked to and they want some answers. The answer, the answer they're going to get is that this all comes down to Ime Odoka. It, it, you nailed it. He screwed this up. And when she screwed up, the poor bastard, he screwed it up. Yes, he screwed it up. He screwed up his life. He screwed up everything. Well, Lynch, you nailed it to answer your question, Hank, why they just didn't fire him. Um, I fully agree with three, Lynch's three reasons. One, he's getting paid. Two, I, I firmly believe this. I have it on pretty good authority that at this point, there's a lawsuit coming from the other side, from the girl. And if that's true and they know that, they don't want – Ime Udoka to sue. Again, they're playing the crisis management book by the book, crisis management playbook. And so if you pay him and he's suspended, which is highly unusual for a full year, Mike's right. When all this stuff comes out, 
he's going to hang himself. He's not going to get his job back. They're not going to have to fire him, you know, and he's probably not going to coach again if it's really that nefarious. And so really it all comes down to basketball and the players. The most telling thing I heard yesterday was Jason Tatum. In my opinion, if this story didn't happen, one of the biggest stories coming into this season would be how Tatum performed in the postseason and if he can get over the hump, right? If he's going to be an elite player. I think Tatum was ready for that conversation and now it's buried. He had one comment yesterday where it was about a third question on email and he took a deep sigh and he said, I just want to play basketball. And I said to myself, sorry, Jason, your ex-coach made that impossible. And so unrealistic, still young, I don't know. But that really was a telling comment to me because he's not going to be able to just play basketball. Well, Butch, I disagree. I mean, and what, I think, what part? Everything? <laughs> oh, I love you. you know, I love you like a brother, Arthur. I'm just saying that I think by the time the regular season gets halfway through and get to February, that this will – I'm not saying it will be a footnote, but I just think it will be one of those facts that people refer to, that the Celtic season – can almost write the story. The Celtic season started off on a sour note when their head coach was suspended for a year because of uh, – Whatever, and that's that'll be. Then, then you'll say, Bob, you don't you don't disagree with me. I agree with you, but we're doing a show in September right now. I'm not talking about what it's going to be in February. I hope you're right. I hope this team uses this adversity. Well, you have to look ahead and say, look, this is the way things play out. This is the way you know. This is the the news cycle. I mean, this is the storyline. Uh, the happiest guy in Boston is Kyle Bloom. Yep. <laughs> it's it's uh, listen. Think about think of some of the story. Now, first of all, they have to they have to have firsts. They have first trip into New York. First trip in every city. They're just going to get mauled with with questions. Every every place they go. All right, that that's a given. Now the West Coast teams they only play at the West Coast teams once a year. So every time they go to Salt Lake City, every time they play the Lakers, the Clippers for the first time, they're going to get all the questions. All right, when are those all going to come out? Um, all those questions are going to get out of the way. They're going to be used to it by then. Think of the Patriots when Tom Brady gets suspended for four games. All the questions they had to ask, that went away. Um, when uh, Orcas of Asia, that went away. There's so many things that go away. This too shall pass is a great line that everybody has. And this is something right now that is, is, is red hot. It's a radioactive subject. You know, you're right. Oh, by by, unique, by February, February, March, no one's going. Oh, remember back in September when Ume? You know, unless 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 they don't make the playoffs, unless they, unless they they finish. Well, that's, okay, fair enough. There there are consequences, unintended consequences that you don't expect to happen. Yeah, but I expect they'll be a better team this year than they were last year. I mean, it's, you it's, have to say that back and they get their, you know, time lord back and all that other stuff that you know, has affected them. That's probably had more of an effect on the team's performance than Ume. But that's this is the headlines because that's salacious. And it's uh, the word consenting was in the in the uh, description of everything. And people say, well, what the hell? Nobody can really put it together. And so you have to kind of just let it go and say that it's a sad, sad story. It is odd to me, however, how, okay, they've had this investigation that went on. They found out in July the investigation took place. Yet, when it broke, 
whether it's Jason Tatum or Marcus Smart or Jalen Brown, you know, uh, Tatum saying he found out on Twitter, you know, collectively they couldn't have taken 15 minutes and maybe they did. I read that there was a meeting with the players to say, hey, guys, here's our stance from an organization. You know, we know a limited amount. We can't say anything. There are legalities involved. I think you probably understand. So we can't tell you more than we're telling you right now. And when the media asks you, you can say, well, it's an ongoing investigation. We've been asked not to comment or something to that nature. But it, it makes them look like, you know, the Keystone cops when the players even say, well, hey, I really, you know, at some point, somebody had to take the hit. And of course, they have an investigation because that's what you have to do. You want to avoid a lawsuit, you have to have an investigation. Then you can always say we're having an investigation and our, we have to keep quiet about it because the investigation is ongoing. Blah, blah, blah. This is, as, as Lynchy said, Hank, is this is, they're, they're trying to avoid a lawsuit. Well, you're oh, guys I understand that, but I'm just wondering about the lack of like cohesiveness in the answers from the team. Like if this were the Patriots, it'd say, well, you know what? I really can't comment. Or you know, some of them seemed incredulous to the whole thing. Would you agree, Butch? Well, I think I think there I think you guys are all right. I think you you're both right, Bob, and and Mike. And let's be honest, anybody that's watching this, let's understand how many stories these two guys have covered. That this sh shall pass. This too shall pass. You're right, Mike. However. Until some more details come out, the players are the ones on the firing line. Steve Bullpett wrote this in a story at his new website, heavy.com, speaking to a former Celtics Hall of Famer. That doesn't narrow it down, but he wouldn't name who it was. He says, what the, the Hall of Famer says this to Steve. What the hell is this? When he asked for his reaction to the story. This story's got everything, fame, sports, sex, everything. People aren't going to stop talking about this until they find out what went on. Now, I agree with that statement, and if that's the case, then the players are going to be on the firing line until something comes out, and then they're going to be asked to comment it when it does come out. Did you know about this? Did you know about this detail well, that happened that in Golden State? Play, Butch. Why, I mean, players play. But they still have to deal with it. So Mike's right that how you handle this distraction could define you. They're either going to unite oh, or they're I... not. Bob, they're still – the odds-on favorite in all the betting lines to win the NBA championship, and they haven't won squat yet. I understand. So, well, what are you saying? I'm saying they're going to go one of two ways. They're going to galvanize under this. By the way, I like he made a great first impression, the new coach, yesterday. They all say they have a relationship in, with him, which is interesting. Um, which, but, this is, come on. This is September, October, whatever month we're in. We're about, you know, we're talking about February and March when you start even thinking about the playoffs. The Celtics were under 500 last February. I get it. I get it. I mean, the Atlanta Braves at the All-Star break, I think we're out of the playoff picture last year, and they won the World Series. I get it, Bob. I'm just saying this could make them or break them. They have a team or a roster that's capable of getting to the finals again. Forget about winning it. That's a whole different debate because they didn't know how to win it last year against a generational player and Steph Curry. So there's still that um, hurdle to leap. And you're right. It's only September right now. But this story's not going away. It's not is going he away. Adoka, is he popular with the players? Do they like to play for him? That's a good question because I read something in uh, Black uh, BSO, Black Sports Online, and they gather all kinds of stuff. 
And some unnamed story, whatever, claims that the reason this story came out is that there was a player, a prominent player on the Celtics who leaked this out, who wanted it out, who had a bad relationship with Udoka. We could speculate who that is, but there were a couple guys yesterday talking about Ime who weren't real warm and fuzzy yesterday. <laughs> who is that? Tell us who those were. Uh, those two were Jalen Brown and Al Horford. I'm just saying. I'm, two and two doesn't necessarily equal five here, but they weren't really giving an endorsement. Maybe they're pissed off that he did this to them as a group. You know, Grant Williams talking about loving him because of the way he challenged him and he liked being challenged and responded. Tatum, as usual, pulled his Larry Bird, Bird Ray Bork, not Larry Bird, Ray Bork, uh, Tom Brady type stuff by saying a lot but not saying anything. You know, you, you got to read between the lines with him. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to speculate who the player was. I don't even know if that story's true. But you asked me a question whether the players like him. I think they have different feelings about him right now than they did before. How can they not? He could have sabotaged their season. They had everything going on. They were going to take the next logical but, step. When does it become about the individual and not the team? When does it become about their concern for their coach and how he screwed up his life? Isn't that more important than, than sabotaging the season? I mean, well, come on. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean. So you, so do you want them to go over his house and miss a game and counsel him? Like, what are you talking about? Why, why would you say that? Well, but but I mean, I, yes, they 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 have a relation, a strong relationship with that guy. Whether they like him or not, they respected him, right? And he gained that in one year. Look, if this in happened, one year, you, if this were you and we were all together, I'd feel worse for you and worried about you than any than. The yeah, team. well, I'd have a lot of soul searching to do because I'd be the one that was, you know, beating myself up over it, obviously. And well, I, I would have to. Think, how do you think this guy? What this guy's doing today? So. I don't feel sorry for him, though. I feel sorry for the victim. That, <clears throat> what they need to do here right now is minimize the injured parties. Minimize them. All right? This thing, they have a team meeting. And they explain the whole thing. The number of injured people, number of people that injured parties group grows and grows and grows and grows. Right now, it's a min it, 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 it's a very small group of the injured parties. Maybe just one person, maybe some people that were hurt by all the names that were thrown about trying to figure out who it was. But right now, their job is to minimize the injured parties. I, I talked with, with one guy yesterday who, who uh, talked with, with uh, Whip Grosbeck, and there's a lot of uh, – they're scared. They are, they're petrified. Uh, how this thing is going and they, they know it's going to get out. And some of the stuff that gets out is really going to be salacious was the word. I think that you use butch. And, and this thing um, has a lot of meat on the bone right now. And what they'd like to do is just, 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 just carve all that meat off and get this thing done, minimize the injured parties and move on. And Bob, I'm not trying to be insensitive because I fully agree with Mike and well, you guys. I'm not accusing of being insensitive. No, I, I know. I know you're not. You are, I'm just saying, you are a sensitive big guy. I know. We're, we're sports guys. And I think there is the other side of it, which very quickly they're going to be on the basketball court playing basketball. And again, if, if we woke up on a different day and there wasn't this story, we'd be talking about can they get back to the finals? Can they do it? And that story, even though it's not top of mind because the victims are number one, 
uh, is still there. That story's still there. How they're going to respond to this, you know? And I'm curious about that. I mean, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the young coach. No, I'm sure old Kyrie will have something to say about this. <laughs> no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it is. It, it was a little different too to pick up and say when I realized Joe Mazzula, 34 years old, never had a head coaching position above Division II collegiate basketball. But then when you look back to see that, you know, he had some skeletons in the closet too. He was a younger man in college, and one of them was uh, a domestic violence incident where, you know, he put his hand around a woman's throat. One was a public drunkenness and one was a public urination. So all of a sudden, but you've, you've got these, these things too on the, on the heels of a, uh, a, what they would say, a relationship issue. All of a sudden, now their new interim coach had had some indiscretions as a young guy. Are you surprised they still went ahead and, and named Tim the coach? I'm not for two reasons, at least from what I've heard. Brad Stevens sat at that podium Friday and got emotional about him and said, I've had very intimate conversations with him. I believe in him. I put my stamp on this guy. We've all put our stamp on people uh, for job recommendations over the years. And I'm sure you guys like I am have gotten burned at times. Brad's doing this publicly in this situation. And the other reason, and I'm not saying he's going to be a great coach. The other reason is just first impressions. The way he handled it yesterday was very, very impressive. He was asked directly about his discretions. And if I had to sum up his comments, he said, I wouldn't be the man I am today if I hadn't gone through those things. And the other thing that impressed me was very little thing. Our buddy Billy Fairweather asked him the question. He said, how do you feel that Brad supported you publicly? And he, he deadpanned it. He looked right at him and he said, oh, Brad had a concussion that day. Like he, he made a joke about it and that. So again, I'm not saying anything about his character. I don't know him. Although all the players endorsed him. They all obviously have individual relationships with him. They talked at length in different ways about it. And, and Brad. Would, yeah. So I think I, so far so good. That's why wouldn't saying. he be successful? Look at that. You know, most of the successful coaches in that league have never played in that league. I mean, he started with Eric Spolster at Miami. You're right. You know, Go right down the list. There's a bunch of guys that have been successful coaches that have never played in that league. Fred Auerbach. Yeah, well, <laughs> here you go. Good one, Lynchy. <laughs> I should say we're brought to you, like always, by George Gray's Lexington Toyota, Cold Springs RV up in Ware, New Hampshire, W-E-A-R-E, Ware, New Hampshire, ColdSpringsRV.com. And, of course, Still there. our best foods and our best Meatballs, which look like basketballs, more look familiar. Hold on yeah. A second. yeah, they're upstairs with the with the computer that doesn't work. Yeah. Where are they, Mike? Oh, oh it's beautiful. meatball season, baby. Beautiful. One of those is mine. Yeah, well, <laughs> what possession you know, is you... nine tenths of the law? You know, you have the cocktail I... size. You've got the you get the one inch, and then you've got the basketball side, the two inch. You know, whether you want the uh, the Italian seasoned, they are so good. All you need to do goes to ourbestfoods.com. You download the coupon. You go to the frozen food section at your local grocer. And who do you look for when you walk down the aisle, Lynchy? Pablo Bell. The smiling chef. Smiling chef. Okay, Jane, I this, think this would be a good opportunity to uh, let Lynchy know, if you haven't already, Hank, that 
before this show is over, Mike, we all need to give our meatball of the week. Oh. So think of you have that in the back of your mind and ha- take some comfort in this. Last week I turned the tables on these guys and I gave a bag of meatballs to Jimmy Garoppolo and made him my meatball of the week. So it was a complimentary thing instead of a so so that precedent has been set. Okay. Okay. There you go. Well, I, I want to say uh, one thing. Uh, first of all, Steve Bullpet, Swampskin High School, uh, it should be noted, and we're complimenting uh, and complimenting his writing. Uh, he was three years behind me in high school. Number two, I think Brad Stevens should have taken the job for the year, and he would have deflected so much of the attention of this guy. This guy's going get, to get run over by this stuff. This stuff is really going to get to him at some point during the season, and it's going to affect his coaching. I think Brad Stevens should have taken over for a year. It's a good question. I loved how they came out in the press conference on Friday where Brad, Brad said when he was asked if he considered it, absolutely not. And Wick couldn't get the words out of his mouth quick enough. Oh, no, we had a conversation about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. First of all, I didn't want to. Okay. We spent 20 minutes or so talking about the Celtics and <laughs> their. Uh, want to talk high ankle sprains now? Yeah, okay. Which is the bigger story? Ime Adoka, Matt, Mac Jones, Aaron Judge, Kyan Bloom. Uh, there's a hundred things you could talk about today and spend the whole day talking about it. All right, here's, you know, a, question. here's a question for you. What's going to happen first? Mac Jones plays in a game again for the Patriots or information about this salacious details? Why would you bring Mac Jones story? back? Which, why would you even think about bringing him back? Because they're dead without them. Well, are they dead with them? <laughs> My biggest question is how can you go into a season with Brian Hoyer as your backup quarterback? Well, you'll find out because that's just how they did it. An assistant well, he, offensive he lost coordinator. Straight starts, right? Longest losing streak for starting quarterback, right? 11 consecutive starts. 11. 11. Remember that Kansas City game? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he hasn't won a game since 2016 as a starter with yeah. Cleveland against the Bears. I'll go back to my question. Why a guy's got a high ankle sprain, and we know how difficult something like that can be. Why would you even think about bringing him back? I what mean, are you talking about? Are you going to put him out for the year? Well, uh, I mean, I'm he's your saying. starting quarterback. What do you mean, why wouldn't you think about bringing him back? Butch, think about it. I am thinking about it. I'm under, I'm not understanding where you're going with the question. He's your the guy who's driving risk. First of all, is it any surprise that he eventually has gotten hurt because no. he's that kind of a quarterback? Nope. What's you bring him back with that kind of an injury? The potential for future damage is so much greater. Nah. Can you look at the, at the Robert Williams yeah. the third Robert Williams the uh, third situation? No, he'll 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 be fine. He's young. He's he'll be fine. It, it's a tough injury to to, uh, to come back from. It's probably more painful than a than a fracture, but it actually heals faster than a fracture. And it, he'll he'll be he'll be therapy twenty four hours a day. There's a little confusion now how long he's going to be out. Six uh, four weeks or six to eight weeks. I don't know. But you know they they get a they get a tough. I was going to say, Mike, is there, why would you rush to bring him back? To make the playoffs every year is, I mean, there's no such thing as a rebuilding year in the NFL. You don't have rebuilding years in the NFL. You, you perform or you get fired or you get rid of the, the, some of the top players that you have. 
they they need to be in contention. And the way this league is going right now, divisional winners. There may be there may be a divisional winner this year with a, with a ten uh, with a nine and uh, an eight record uh, because I think this is one of those years where I look down today. I'm, I'm trying to find my my winner this week, and usually there's three or four games. You say, oh yeah, that that, uh, that this is a good this is a good pick. Look at the NFL games that are that are going on this weekend, and you, you tell me an automatic lock, lock. Let me back up what Mike's saying. Here we are after three weeks. There are two teams left at three and zero. Oh. Yeah, twenty and two others, I believe, at zero oh and three. The twenty-eight other teams are either two and one and one and two. The Patriots, of course, are one and two. Does that make them one of the dregs? No, it makes them one game out of the playoffs after three weeks. So you're right. Make I mean, if that's the whole goal is to get in the tournament, as Parcells used to say. So that's why you bring them back, Bob. I, I agree, you don't rush them back. But, I understand, though, where Bob was coming from, because if you're thinking he's a young guy and he's your quarterback of the future, all right, why risk further injury? And and I look now and say, oh, wow. And, you know, hindsight is 2020. Geez, they did rush uh, Robert Williams back into the Celtics lineup, and he was effective when he came back. But obviously now he's out eight to 12 weeks. So now long term, do you risk the health? Of your quarterback by rushing him back, I see. What well, I'll get back. I'll get back to Mac in a second. But here's what Williams said, and other people said about Williams' surgery yesterday, because the questions was asked a couple times in different ways. Why didn't you do this earlier in the summer? And Al Horford shed some light, and he said, "My advice to Robert was do it right, get this right, take the time it is because you're going to do that." And Williams was asked directly if he has any regrets if this turns into a career. Uh, how do you want to call it? hampering thing that you know uh, chronic that if he played in the playoffs last year and he said hell no uh, we got to the NBA finals and that was my dream so that's him in a nutshell from what they said yesterday about his injury when it comes to Mac let's keep this in mind they they're still deciding on according to Adam Schefter's tweet last night they're still deciding on which way to go with this whether to have surgery what the next steps steps are and how to go forward with this injury. So I don't think they've made a decision on that yet, which tells me how severe this injury really is. It's complicated. It's, it's complicated. There's a lot, a lot of factors at, at, uh, at risk here. Um, I'm sure that he and his family are, are concerned about the long-term um, ramifications of this injury. Bill Belichick, like any NFL coach, all he cares about what, what's happening next week and the week after. And that, then that, that's that's not a fault. That's just the way the way that, that this goes. And um, so, right now, that that's where the that's where the struggle is. Do we go for the uh, long term um, safe pet, which is what uh, Jones is doing and his family is doing, and the team obviously is is trying to get him back as fast as possible. Can I ask you? Can I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go no. Ahead. This, this is a... No, Bob. You go ahead, Bob. Please. Do you care about Bogarts, whether the Red Sox bring him back or not? What? <laughs> See, I'm still saying this. Just saying. <laughs> Do I care whether they bring him back? Yeah, I think that that, that, it's, that it should. It's taken them so long. I mean, how many? That was the one position where they had somebody different every single year. Said shortstop. Remember, they bring a guy in for a year and he'd be gone. Except for they traded Nomar in 2004. They had there was a shortstop of the year. And they finally, and, and he wasn't where they stood. He played third base for a long time, remember? Um, 
uh, he, he, you know, he finally played shortstop and knew he was going to be the shortstop every single day. That's when his production rose. How do so, you feel, Bob? Ambivalent at the moment because the Red Sox are, you know, their apathy has set in. The worst thing that could happen to a pro sports franchise is apathy, and it has set in big time. So yeah, I'm but, just, but, but just for, testing the waters. Do, should I bring him back? Well, yeah, he's a, he's a you know, five-tool or what, class-A player. Yeah, I think he's one of their best players. Should they have brought Mookie Betts back? Sure. They, the question is, will they? And I don't think they will. I, do I think he's gone? I do, but that's beside the point. How about will you, they? Hank? I think I don't think he's going to come back. <clears throat> and I, I don't think, uh, unless he wants to come back for, you know, 20 to $23 million a year, which I don't think he does. But nobody um, cares, right, Hank? Or Mike, nobody cares. No, they really don't. What do you mean, fans? I mean, this will be what the the fifth time in the last eleven years uh, that they finish last. The yeah. Red Sox finish last in the American League East. Probably. There is an apathy good, there. No, you make a good point. There, there, people care less about the Red Sox, way less than they used to. They just don't, right? Um, football town. It's a football town. Well, and you got to give the Celtics their due for making it to the finals last yeah, year. But not, not even close. No, I agree. It's not Bird. It's not the Bird era. No. But you um, also but, can't say that the Red Sox aren't spending money because they went over the luxury cap, right? What are they? Were their penalties going to be? Just be nine hundred yeah, the, thousand were dollars. Six, six teams that went over, and they it is kind of pathetic. But the, the, where they finish and what they were, they were one of the six teams to go over. Them and the Padres were fifth and sixth, so they just barely went over. But it cost John Henry a little less than a million dollars. I still think Bogarts is coming back. I don't have a good read on it. I'm going to get to Fenway um, either this week or next week for the final homestand and see if I can talk to him and just get a different gauge. I know he's always wanted to be here. And my bottom line is you lose not only a very, very good player at a huge position, like you said, Mike, but he is the, make no mistake about it, he is David Ortiz-like within that organization. He is the guy that all the Latin players, not only Latin players, all the young players go to to talk to. Tristan Casas is talking to him about being a major leaguer. He's become the guy in the organization. You lose, you lose a huge identity if you lose him. And you might be able to overcome that, but you're paying for more than just the, the player on the field. You're paying for a guy who has a presence in that organization and is well-respected. And Dave Dombrowski is probably going to overpay him and make him an offer he can't refuse to go to Philadelphia. Well, he's already won a World Series. So is it more important to him to be the face of the, the franchise and a guy who plays with one team his entire career? Or is it to win again, max out? I mean, let's face it, you know, $23, $24 million. It's a lot of money, right? Well, all right, two, two World Series. So what, 13 and 18? Yep. Um, or is it more important to max out dollar wise well only he knows the answer to that hank but i can tell you from conversations i've had with him it was i don't know but it was always important to him to play with the red sox his whole career play with one team he wore number two not because he completely reveres Derek jeter but he wanted to emulate jeter and play with a storied franchise his whole career do those things still hold true and will they outweigh going for the almighty dollar only he knows the answer to that. Agent. Who's his agent? Uh, it's Boris. Yes, it is. Scott Boris. Yeah. When has Scott Boris ever taken a client, ever taken a hometown discount? 
Um, zero. Not a hometown discount. Point, but, yeah. Zero, zero. <laughs> Blutowski, your grade point average, Stonehill, zero point zero zero. You're not far off with that. But, uh, <laughs> but I will say this. We all know that when the negotiations start getting leaked in the paper, it'll be a good sign for the Red Sox if the mystery team – from Boros shows up. Well, there's a mystery team offering Bogarts more than the Phillies. That tells me that Boros is actually talking to the Red Sox and trying to leverage some more money out of them. Look at the Minnesota. Who, who would have thought that Carlos Carrera was going to go to the Minnesota Twins? Yeah, but don't forget that deal. While it was a three-year deal, he gets an opt-out opt at the out, end of this yeah. year. Yeah. He can now become a free agent again this year. But, but you're right. Minnesota, you're right, Mike. Mike, the old is, is a stone near yet? It's an outdoor stadium. Is it snowing yet in Minnesota? Yeah, I know. I always bristle, especially when we used to be on the radio, when people would say he's not a $100 million player. I had this huge debate with Danny from Quincy one day about Jacoby Ellsbury when he was heading to free agency. Danny said, he's not a $100 million player. He's not. A, I said, you're not listening to me. I'm not saying he's a $100 million player. What I'm telling you is I guarantee he's going to get over $100 million. He got $125 million from the Yankees because the owners can't help themselves. So that's never going to change, and someone's going to overpay Bogarts and Trey Turner and probably not Correa. I don't think he's going to get overpaid, but we'll see. His uh, the, the, Since day one of free agency back in, I don't know, 1970-whatever, um, an overinflated sense <coughs> of a player's worth has come just because he's a, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's valuable. We better scoop him up before some other team does. And more players, mediocre players, have just gone down that road and got paid such, such great salaries because they were a free agent. Pablo Sandoval, Hanley Ramirez, <coughs> excuse down me. and on. Yep. Absolutely. I got a question for you, Bob, that you'll yeah, love. I got, a, I got a question for you you'll love. You ready? Got it, brother. What is it, brother? Would you, if you were Bloom and John Henry, sign Aaron Judge this offseason? And should they? Of course. Really? Why, why, why not? Why so wouldn't you, why, Or Tani? I'd sign them both. No, no, no. This is just an Aaron Judge question. Of course. So why wouldn't you? Why? You, you, know, you think he's damaged goods? You think there's a reason you wouldn't want him here at Fenway Park? I'd love him here, but if you're going to sign him... You're probably not signing Bogarts. No, they're probably not signing anybody else. Who cares? Yeah, probably I not go, back high and bloom either. I go just to watch batting practice. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, <laughs> you want an attraction. They, oh, my goodness. How, I mean, how a beach chair to set up with sausage guy, David Littlefield, behind the wall. You could sit there all summer long and have a good time. with Mookie Betts. How about the Red Sox strike first? They overpay. They sign. Because we all know John Henry wakes up every year. I'm spending money. I'm not spending money. Um, how about they sign Judge and then the Yankees sign Bogarts? You think, you know, not, a, not an impossible part, the last half. Right. The yep. last right. half, not an impossible part. No. What about, you think the Red Sox, what are your chances do you think of that happening? Besides zero and none. Again, I don't. I haven't woken up with John Henry recently. I don't know if this is the year we're not giving John Lester money, or this is the year we're spending almost $200 million on Pablo Sandoval and Handler Ramirez, or this is the year we're overpaying for David Price. What year is it? 
What year is it? Are we gonna be- I, I, I can't. When your finger goes up in the airport, are you are you measuring the wind or are you giving the finger to somebody? <laughs> it's, it's a combination. It's a combination it's of both. Because <laughs> your your wrist. Well, oh, when it's, it's up, you, when it's up here, it's it comes you, down, Mike. and I go like. This. Oh. <laughs> I've seen that finger before, actually, many times. <laughs> I mean, don't you I'm agree with here. me though? John Henry's been a great owner. They've won four World Series since he's been here. Oh, but stop that line. Will you stop? That well, they line? have. That's a fact. They also finish last five five one more finish last one more time in the championship that they won okay that's fine but they've won four they won world series but two more times but you got to be honest with me that's a fact the the philosophy has changed every single year when it comes to whether we're going to spend money or not spend money two wins away from the world series last year yeah hard to believe I, and now you want to talk about memory okay you want to talk with i, I don't want to cook the celtics thing we've Show shut the door front for today, but I mean, Not how really. long ago? A year ago, they almost went to the World Series. Nobody remembers it at all, and that's just what what time does in this whole warped world that we live in. Especially when we talk about sports, it's what has happened lately, right? But it also tells you that as bad as to your point, Bob, five times in last place, they've gone from worst to first. I think all four of those other times when they finished yeah. last. After that, and when you think about Bogarts, right? They've got the second, the shortstop in waiting, right? Well, Marcelo Story, Meyer talked about that last year. Oh well, okay. yeah, Trevor Story, but Marcelo Meyer is look. Casas is not going anywhere. That kid's your starting first baseman, middle of the lineup, if not middle six in the order somewhere. He, that kid's the real deal. He isn't Good. going anywhere. Good. He's, I thought he was stuck with Bobby Dahlbach. Yeah, no, and. Uh-huh. So you're going to have Casas and Endeavors on the corners next year. You're going to have Trevor Story at second or short, Hank. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah. And Marcelo Myers two years away. Who are you going to throw from the mound? Who's who are wow. you going to? I mean, come on. Let's, that's a different question. The, the one guy that's going to be in this um, rotation, I can, if you had to, if I had to guarantee, it's Brian Bayo. He's in the he's in the rotation next year. Okay, fine. We've done the Bayo thing. Yeah, but I don't. They're not going to pay Evaldi. Not By exactly. the way, just did a nice cushy interview with Nesson, and he's coming back from rehab to pitch one more game at Fenway because he says he wants to pitch one more game in front of Red Sox fans. Why don't you just say goodbye, Nate? I mean, they, he pretty much knows they're not going to pay him. You know what we should do? We should go and we should pick him up after the season ends. We'll pick him up in the Lobby Cruiser. And then we can all go down to spring training because I'm already looking forward to spring training. I'm looking past this year. And you want to know what? Our good friends at Cold Springs RV, coldspringsrv.com up in Ware, New Hampshire. You know what? Where? We're officially into fall. That's right. W-E-A-R-E, Ware, New Hampshire. Fall is underway, so you have to think about winterizing. And Cold Springs RV has winter storage for only $50 per month. That leaves a lot of money to spend on the trip down to Florida. Yeah. And before you put your uh, unit into storage, you can try their Pro RV Service Center. They're offering winterization packages for all makes and models. If you want it to look like new and be ready to go next year. And visit Cold Springs RV Paint and Auto Body Team. You know, along the way, you get some nicks. You know, you're driving. You know, you might be driving through some trees. And you get, you know, you get a little dent or somebody bumps into you in traffic at the tolls. So check out Cold Springs Pro RV Paint and Auto Body Team. If you're thinking about a new RV, go see the new 2023 models arriving daily and be prepared for tomorrow or get a new RV today. Right, Bob Lobel? Yes, it's like 
finding gold where it's there absolutely right in front of you not far to not far to get to it all right like i like the pop-up you know the 10 trailers you can get the toy hauler like i look at butchie right when i looked at butch's yard which looks like you know caribbean resort i picture you butch as having a guy who's got like a couple of off-road vehicles that noise in the background what you're like a you're like one of those um doorbell cameras the, the the audio on that my wife just walked in the door downstairs and my door's closed in my office and you can hear her talking why did you bring up the doorbell camera because that was part of the story of how email doka got caught they overheard a conversation on a doorbell camera from the next na the neighbor's doorbell camera apparently oh. those cameras the microphones are very very good <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to know what? You might be able to get one of those on your Cold Springs RV, too. So yep. all you need to do is go up, pay a visit. It's a beautiful time to go up and visit this fall up in Ware, New Hampshire, or just check out their website, coldspringsrv.com, coldspringsrv.com, and tell them the guys from Unanchored Boston sent you. Hmm. Hmm. So is, can we give our meatballs of the week? You want to you want to do that? Give us a little time, and because I'll throw one out there right away to get us started, if you want. Go ahead, Butch. Go ahead. I'm going to give our meatball of the week to the Toronto Blue Jays last night, but not for the reasons you think. So Aaron Judge came up in the tenth inning of a yeah, two you know, because game. they walked him right. They intentionally walked him. I agree yeah. with you. Right? That's such a bad look. You're not going to agree with me when I finish. Everybody's in an uproar. Because they walked him, and he's going for history. The Magic yeah, 61. Their runners at first and second. Yes, they wanted bases loaded so they could get an easy out, which they got. They got a ground <laughs> ball on any base, and they got the out. Rizzo, and they right. came back and won the game with a walk-off from Vladdy Gamero at the end. I'm giving them a bag of meatballs as a compliment, and I'm going to tell you why. They haven't clinched the playoff spot yet. They don't give a damn about Aaron Judge's 61 home runs. They won the game. They used the strategy to do it. So shut up, Yankees fans and history fans. Grab a bag of meatballs, right? Pablo Bell will give you the thumbs up. That's a different finger, Hank. It's not even a finger. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, not used to see, I'm not used to seeing that one. My Again, second week in a row, I'm giving a complimentary bag of meatballs to the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, they deserve it both ways, Butch. Okay, then we can give them the meatball of the week, too. <laughs> I agree. You know, that's really – that's a very astute thing. The Toronto's still playing for something very important for their okay. baseball team. Yes. And, and they don't want, they want Aaron Judge to beat them. Right. Not only is you know, not only from the home run, but the guy's hitting over 310, 320. You know, he's, he's in the race for the Triple Crown and with Bogarts, by the way. So, you know, it was a legitimate strategy for them. You got a meatball, Bob? Uh, you know what? That, you kind of mentioned both of them, but... All right, you can, you can take the other side. Do, how could you not do the Celtics coach? How could you not? I mean, is it his transgression so egregious? It just makes it look stupid just to give him a meatball of the week. It, could, it should be a basketball-sized meatball, actually, for Ime Adoka, from what we know right now. A very big meatball. I agree. And you know who's going to get a smaller version of the meatball? For me, is Bill Belichick for going into the season with Brian Hoyer as your backup quarterback. Who do you want? Who do I want? Yeah, he's your backup quarterback. Um, Ryan Fitzgerald. He's a broadcaster now. 
I know, but you asked. He would he would have been my choice. Oh, well, if you on. give me if you give me my choice of broadcasters, it's either Troy Aikman or Kurt Warner. But no care how old they are, rather than Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know who gets my meatball of the week? Yeah, um, and 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 they they skated on this one, but it could have been a, a real disaster in the face of Major League Baseball. Friday night, Yankee Stadium. Aaron Judge is going for history. And where was the game? Apple, Apple TV. Apple Plus. All right? Apple Plus. Now, I know everybody told me how, how simple it was, okay? I must have spent an hour and a half. I have an, I, I have an iPad. I got an iPhone. I got an iMac. I got an Apple ID. I got an Apple account. And I, I gave up. And I have an Harvard education. <laughs> I gave up after a while. I said, I hope he does. I said, part of me hopes it happens in one one eighth of the world uh, that, that, that should have saw it, should have seen it, didn't see it. And part of me says, no, I want to watch this thing. Because I remember when Roger Maris hit his home run in 1960, how exciting that was. And I, I and Major League Baseball skated on that one. That's a good one, Lynchy. Very good. Uh, I I couldn't agree more because I had the same problem, the same <laughs> issues. Apple TV, same issues, and, and after a while, I said, "Screw this." Yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, gone. You can follow it on your phone better than you can follow it on Apple TV. <laughs> anyway, that's all. All right, boys. You know who could solve all the problems of the world? George Gray, right? Yeah. Yeah. Common sense. He's got character, good morals, great businessman. He's charitable and he's easy to find. You know why? Because he's at 409 Mass Ave. George Gray's Lexington Toyota. You can go out uh, 128 to 4 and 225 to get there. I go Mass Ave all the way from Arlington right up to 409 Mass Ave. Number one, he's got a great product. Right, Toyota, world-class product. Number two, he's got the best service around. He always wins the best service awards. People buy in other places. Sometimes geographically might be uh, more ideal for them. They always end up coming to get their service from George Gray. It's all about the service. Why? Because he cares about his customer. He treats them like friends and family. He does the right thing by them. We can tell you this every single week, but do yourself a favor. If you're in the market for an automobile, even if you haven't thought about buying a Toyota, which happens to be a great product, Go see George Gray at Lexington Toyota. It's 49 Mass Ave in Lexington, LexingtonToyota.com. Can I ask you a question? Why wouldn't why wouldn't you give Tampa Bay and Tom Brady a meatball of the week for the penalty on uh, for getting a delay a game penalty on two extra point conversion? All right. Well, we already had our chance. I know we no. did. That doesn't mean we have we have a bag of meatballs. Just open up another bag. This is the so meatball that, that, buffet that, today, really. I mean, let's have it. You're right, Bob. What is this, a mulligan now? Yeah, that's a good one. All right. I'm just giving him a meatball mulligan. Yeah, meatball okay. mulligan. Throwing it short on his. Uh, when you open up your little compartment on your golf bag, right? There's meatballs in there instead of golf balls, <laughs> so you can just keep pulling out the meatballs. Will be. I can't, I can't hit them about as far. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Butchie, don't laugh. They they roll true. You'll they, always. I'm want sure. To I'm sure they do. Then you just pick <laughs> it up and eat it. Yes, that's not. I guess that's not fair, right? Getting no. a, getting a delay a game penalty on an extra point. That's pretty bad. Yeah. 
But he had a great comeback. I mean, is there any, was there a better comeback? Was that, that, that unbelievable? That that's him though. That he he does it. Yeah, that was the latest reminder that, that like we need one. That was the latest reminder that it doesn't matter how old he is when he's gone. God, it's it's, just, it's like Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, Tiger Woods. It's it's just different. You can just yeah. see that. You almost can feel the tempo. You can almost God. see it. You can almost touch the tempo when he's not on the field. Yep. He's the best. Yeah. Why can't we get players like that, Bob? I mean, I don't know. Say that about Ryan pretty soon. Hoyer. Ryan Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Well, it's not Hope Brian Hoyer's fault. Is it Brian Hoyer's fault that they, he's put in that position? Not at all. I like him. I think he'd be a great assistant coach. Do you know what we, you know what we found out yesterday? Brian Hoyer's um, given yep. name on his birth certificate is Axel. Axel, right. Axel Brian Hoyer. Axel Foley. Yeah, that's what I thought from uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills <laughs> So if you were to approach him, Butchie, would you go up and say, uh, Axel Arthur? Nice yeah, to meet yes, you. Yes, I would do that. That's a good point, Hank. Yeah. Bill like Parcells a, would say, Dwayne. Be like, be like a kinship. Uh, that was revealed by Matthew Slater yesterday, and Phil Perry followed up, and yes. they went and looked it up, and they found his actual birth name. It was Axel Axel, and I that's guess a that's bad, his, that's a little badass sounding, you know. Yeah, I mean? it's a, that's his nickname in the locker room too, I guess. Like Axel Rose, right? Well, the so Patriots rather have him playing quarterback. Will the Patriots come within fifteen points of the Packers on Sunday? You know, that's they won't come within twenty-one. I, I think that I think there's a potential here for a huge letdown by the Packers. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Of course, they just, of course, you wouldn't be here. Well, for a couple reasons, they're nine. The, the spread just came out, and the Packers are nine point favorites. This is the fourth game now with Aaron Rodgers getting used to not having Devontae Adams and some young, talented receivers. And they've been taking their lumps. So, for everybody that wrote them off in week one, like you started this whole show with Lynchy looking at the NFL and trying to pick a winner. I just get the feeling until Rodgers retires, the Packers are going to be there again. They're going to go four and three, five and three. Next thing you know, they'll be, you know, they'll be ten and four, and vying for one of the top seeds in the in the NFC. So I don't think you're going to beat that team this week. Is, did Cole Beasley get hurt in the game? I don't know. Remember, remember the guy that played for? for oh yeah, I, I know who he was. They activated him that week. Last activated week. him. He caught a yeah. caught a pass like like right. second or third play of the game, and I never saw him again. Did you? No, it could be simply Brady. Could be he ran the wrong route, and Brady said, "I don't want this guy on the yeah, field." I don't right. know. You know. You're no, right. he made a great catch. He made a great catch. Yeah, but that was it. <clears throat> yeah, that was it. First play. Maybe they that just was- Kendrick borned him. How about the two guys that fumbled? That fumbled after getting a first down on a, on a, on a very both of them. Well, every drive was important in that game. Those guys uh, dropped their dropped the uh, dropped the ball. Anyway, how about Garoppolo stepping out of bounds, passing from outside the end zone. I mean, it wasn't even close. The week. Well, we could we could go on and on about that, but for those people who are feeling really down about the Patriots, take a good look around the league. Just take a good watch that Giants Cowboys game last night. You know, or that Niners Broncos game, 11 to 10, 11 to 10. Are you kidding me? 
Only two undefeated teams after three weeks. Right. How crazy who scores, is that? Who scores 11 points in a game? Well, the Baltimore Orioles scored 14 last night. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd they play? <laughs> Well, they played I'm the last hand, place Red Sox. And there are the Raiders, the Josh McDaniel Raiders. <laughs> Here he goes again. Here he goes again. Some guys are meant to be generals. Some guys are meant to be sergeants. He's All right, boys, that sergeant. was fun. That All was right. Fun. Thank you for uh, listening and watching Unanchored Boston, the podcast. Lynchy, Loby, Good, Good to see you back. I'm Hank Morse. You can follow us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also go to our website. That's right. Unanchoredboston.com. Go get some meatballs, will you? See you guys. I can't wait for the Bruins. Unanchored Boston is a presentation of Unanchored Media, a Burke Advertising LLC company. For show information, visit unacredboston.com. Thank you.